Yo, 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 kidda, everybody. This is your Chota Veer Sumit, and I'm presenting you another episode of the Pangra Podcast, where we discuss all things Pangra. Today, you're going to hear from a well-known member of the Pangra community, Angela. Angela Luo. I actually have never said Angela's last name um, out loud before, so I don't know how... I should have asked her during this interview, Luo... Lao Lu Whatever her uh, last name may be pronounced as Angela is a well-known member of the circuit A very accomplished dancer And she's, uh, you know, doing a lot of great things uh, A lot of great things for Pangra And uh, you'll hear more about it in this episode here So enjoy our conversation And in advance, I apologize for any of the interruptions in the podcast I recorded this while driving through some very rural areas and uh, the sound quality goes up and down a little bit at times but uh, for the most part you hear her gorgeous voice and my even more gorgeous voice quite clearly for most of it. All right well I guess I'll just sprinkle in some random questions. So why don't you give a quick intro on yourself when you started dancing, what teams you've danced for, that kind of a thing. Okay. Hello, my name is Angela. Let's see, I started dancing during my junior year of college. I danced for Vanderbilt Bungar team called the Vanderbilt Bungar Doors, the Real Punjabis, uh, Dunia Diram, and I guess Chummer Squad. <laughs> Performance wasn't so great. Um, yeah. But yeah, so congrats, DRP. You guys got third this year at Bruin, right? Yep. Yeah, I didn't get to watch you guys live, but I heard it hit very hard. What did you think comparing, like, this year's performance to last year's when you guys won? Ooh, um, this year felt a lot more stressful. <laughs> um, a lot more what? Sorry. A lot more stressful. I think going oh, into okay. the competition, all of us had higher expectations for how well we wanted to do. Just because, uh-huh. you know, we wanted to at least match up to what we did last year. Um, yeah. But we had, like, not as many experienced dancers on our roster this year. So I guess a new challenge for us was um, we couldn't just focus only on set design. We also had to work on, like, execution as a team. Um, yeah. So that divided more of our time leading up to Bruin, which I think was really challenging. Yeah, I remember seeing your, like, Snapchats of, like, Halloween and, like, getting home at, like, 4 a.m. or something like that. Oh, like, no, it was, up. like, 6 a.m. Dude, it was so bad. We were cleaning a lot during the last week. Um, yeah, so we finished practice at, like, <clears throat> excuse me, we finished practice at, like, 3 or 4 in the morning. And then I live two hours away, so I get home at, like, 6. But, um... Dang. I think it was worth it, though. It was, <clears throat> yeah. it was just have that bonding experience with everyone. But, like, you would you would get home at that time and then still go to work at, like, 8 in the morning? Yeah, dude. It was rough. I was not fun uh, to be around at work. I'd just go into work and be like, I can't talk to anybody right now. Please leave me alone for, like, a yeah. next hour. <laughs> yeah, doing that that many days in a row is, like, it's a lot. Yeah, but, I mean, it's brutal, everyone, like, works their asses off for that. Well, major props for pulling that off. So, now that we are finally 
releasing this podcast and getting it out there. What are things that you hope we're able to do with this podcast? Like, what are issues and topics you'd like to explore? Yeah, you know, like, what all do you think you want to do with it? Mm. Mm. So I'd like to see more information about, I guess, how other teams operate or what other teams and captains have done. I'd like to see that information, like, become more available to perhaps, like, more inexperienced teams or newer teams. Um, Just because in the past I've found that, like, if you're on a newer team and you don't know anybody on the circuit, it's really hard to reach out efficiently and get the information you want. And, you know, some people are more are more um, either free or more open to sharing their information. Some aren't. So I'm hoping that the podcast helps just teams bottom to top in the circuit. Yeah. No, I agree. That's actually, like, so when me, me Sid, and Ram talked a couple of days ago, and, like, that's, like, a big thing, you know, we we talked about is just, so like, making it easier for, for a new team or a younger team to reach that level of, like, getting really good instead of going through all these trials and tribulations themselves since we've all we've been through that we've been on the circuit for a while and like a lot of us have had to kind of just like figure stuff out on our own i don't know about you i know that me sid and rom have all had our fair share of fourth place competitions and at times much much worse but (laughs) you know um but yeah i totally agree you know that's actually one of my bigger goals with uh doing it as well, making it easier for the teams to uh, learn stuff, make, you know, and like I, I said before, but like kind of demystifying the the best teams on the circuit because, I don't know, I've seen, I've seen some people write stuff, like, you know, on like BTS and all that, they'll just be like, oh, like, you you can't even teach anyone to dance the way this team does. They're just like that good. To me, that doesn't really make much sense. I don't know about you. I mean, you you do you've done other styles of dance as well, right? You do ballet and stuff. Mhm. Yeah, and like I don't know. To me, dancing or doing a sport or anything like that, you know, you're just like teaching your body to move your arms and legs in a specific manner. You know, you're just building like motor patterns. So like, and obviously like the persona and charisma and stuff you bring on stage like the performance side of it is a different thing that you have to train in a different way kind of and some people are naturally better showmen or something than others but uh to say that like bhangra can't be taught or like anyone can't get extremely good at it is like saying that someone will never be really good at like shooting a free throw in basketball you know to me at least i don't know if you agree or not but. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, um, it's the same for ballet. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people have this idea that once you reach a certain age that you can't do ballet anymore, like it's some exclusive thing for young people. Um, it's not true. I mean, it just boils down to having some having someone there who can watch you dance and tell you what is the correct way to do things. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the same for Bhangra, too. Like, if you have someone who's either critiquing your videos or watching you dance, telling you what the correct form is, that's half the battle. 
then it's just a matter yeah. of your own personal work ethic and getting there. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you trying to, you know, we were, I don't know, we brought up maybe like, I don't know, getting inside scoops on like competitions, maybe some like circuit gossip, um, throwing some, spilling some oil on some like rivalries or something, you know, like, I don't know. I don't really want to make anyone too upset or anything or, but I think it'd be fun. (laughs) That would be hilarious. Um, yeah, there were a couple interesting moments this past uh, season that would have really benefited from a podcast, I think. Uh, whole Reign of Bhangra incident. Ah, uh, yes. That was fun. Yeah, and it's annoying when you're on BTF, right? And, like, you're really only getting one side of the story because it's whatever you see on BTF is whoever has the balls to post. Um, yeah. And some people with pretty valuable information probably didn't post out of respect or just being prudent. Um, so, yeah, it would have been nice to have some kind of discussion about that. And yeah. rivalries are always fun, too. Like, um, I know, like, DRP and Bruin, when we competed a couple times at California Comps, uh, uh-huh. One of our old captains was actually guessing with them, so that was a fun time. Oh yeah, yeah. They that did a uh, they did this uh, call out at West Coast with um, they like picked up uh-huh. a bunch of DRP shirts and just like wiped all the sweat off themselves after the end of their set. Oh god, that was pretty savage. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of savage. But that would make this fun, you know? Like I like it's. I feel like there's a lot less savageness in the circuit now. Also, I mean, because, like, I'm not saying that, like, people shouldn't be nice to each other. There, There's obviously a lot of people who still are kind of rude and disrespectful to each other, too. But in terms of, like, um, you know, like, having the – when people are like, oh, there's no fire in the circuit and stuff. I don't, say there, I don't think there's no fire, but I think, like, there's less of, like, you know, I want to go to this comp and destroy this team. And, like, you know, when you lose to a team that obviously did a really good job and deserved to win, um, I feel like there are a lot of teams that are like, oh, like, you know, they just worked so hard, like, they deserved it. And that's fine, but they're not completing that statement with, like, we need to outdo them next time. Like, we need to work even harder so we can beat them. It's more so just like, oh, they're just so good, you know, and they deserve it. And the the statement kind of ends there. The more, like, competitive side is a uh, a little less, I feel. Yeah, I'd say, like, a lot of teams that I've met, they come to the comp and they say how lucky they are to be there. Yeah. Um, Which is great and everything, but, I don't know, you don't get better unless you go in there with the mentality, like, we deserve and want to win. Whether or not you actually win is, like, a different case, but it's that mentality that drives everything, like, the work ethic just the passion. I don't yeah. know. If you don't have that, it's really hard for your team to get better, I think. Yeah. You know, I think, like, part of that is, like, what we were saying about, like, putting some teams on a pedestal and stuff. If, you know, you can show people that, like, you know, what, what other, like, great teams are able to do is very much within reach by any group of people that, like, works hard and has the right direction and guidance or whatever. Um, mm. But, like, I... I think it's good that, you know, the the circuit has gotten a lot 
like people are being very nice and they're being very humble and they are seeing that it is a privilege to be a part of like fun and compete. But if the needle can move a little back and just get a <laughs> little more of the, you know, you know, screw that team, I want to beat them kind of a thing. It would be. Yeah. I mean, so it's like when I'm at the competition, I honestly just like, I'm like really focused on doing well. But I think it's really yeah. important once you get out of that competition mode, like, uh, like what we were saying, like being available for people, being helpful, being nice. Like, um, yeah. for example, this past season, so Illini had a really good season. Um, they placed first at a couple of cops, I think. Um, I think a large part. Oh yeah, of they was, came out of nowhere. Yeah, I've never even heard yeah. of them before. No, yeah, I mean they were they were an active team before this, but they never really placed to this extent ever before. Um, but yeah, I think the major thing that happened was um, their captains and a couple of their really active members. They were really proactive about uh, reaching out to people. Like they reached out to me. They reached out to a few like. Uh, people I've danced with, um, and they ask them, basically, how did you do what you did? And then they incorporated what everybody said into how they run and design their sets now. And uh, I think it really paid off. I'm not sure, like, yeah. what else they did this season, but I think that helped. No, I mean, and that's really smart, you know? Like, I feel like, yeah, a lot of people have, like, a little bit of that, like, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be ego, but just, like, no, like, we want to do this ourselves. We want to make it on our own and figure it out. But, like, in the end, whether, like, sure, someone might be like, oh, Alana, I only did good because they got the advice from these, like, you know, people have been in the circuit for a while, but, like, their team benefited so much and it got them great results, so why not? Yeah, and it's just using the resources available to them. Like, I know some people, when I tell them, like, hey, you should just ask, like, how this person, you know, did this piece of choreo or something like that. They look at me like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm really shy. I don't know this person. I mean, just ask. They're available. They're really passionate about Bhangra, too, and probably willing to help. And just take it. Yeah. And, and you know, you're not making, like, good friends that way, too. Like, I, uh, a couple years ago after, like, Bruin 2015, Justin from uh, Mob Sydney, he, like, he like found me on Instagram, and he messaged me. And uh, since then, we've become, like, really close friends, too. And I, I finally got to, like, hang out with him and stuff at this Bruin. But he would just straight up ask. He was like, what do you, like, how do you practice? Like, what do you guys do for, like, stamina? Like, when you're coming up with, like, songs and choreo? Like, stuff like that. And we would just go back and forth and, like, he wasn't afraid to reach out, and Mobsden has been like killing it, you know. Yeah, they've had a really good season too. Like definitely improved by miles, and that kind of added yeah. some help, I think. And all right, real quick, last thing. Let's let's see what's the inside scoop on how uh, Dunia Devengin started. <laughs> um, it started with uh, Howie and Jordan. Um, people don't know how he is tapping in AG right now. Jordan is a med school, but he used to be on JJ. Um, um, Jordan yeah. was on more than just JJ, Angela. I'm pretty sure he was on <laughs> KPGD. 
for oh, there's a problem a to this, and it would take forever to list all the teams he's been on. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure the last team he's been for is Gabe Okay, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, so Jimmy no, no, and <laughs> And he killed there that before. So it was like Boston 2015 or something like that. Yeah, Boston 2015. That was his last time. Yeah, pretty much the last time that was. <laughs> and yeah, then he went to uh, med school and had other priorities, blah blah. And he, yeah, dropped off the face of the planet. Yep. Yeah, Jordan, if you're listening to this, we're looking for you and we miss you. I guess you've gotten to talk to him more recently than I have. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, continue. You can continue with your story. Oh yeah, yeah. So both of them started up DDR. And um, they started recruiting people around the time of that Boston comp, uh, Boston 2015. Oh, sneaky. Yeah. Kept yeah. us under wraps. Yeah. So um, I got recruited on around that time. And then we just started building the roster, I think, for several months. And uh-huh. then DDR finally got started up late 2016. And our first comp was at Big Ten. Yeah, which ended up being a really good performance, too. I was like, I was kind of like, oh, like, because a lot of these collab teams that happen, you know, it'll be a lot of great dancers, but, like, you know, you can, you know, formations end up being messy or, like, just uh, everyone has different styles and stuff, but I thought you guys danced as a unit, like, really well. I was really surprised. Um, Yeah, going in, I didn't have that much confidence, like, we made a set that we were okay with, but, you know, it wasn't to the standard that I wanted it to be. We went in with formation still really fresh on people's minds. But I think, like, looking back, the major difference with DDR was that everybody on the roster, like, everybody was on the same page. Like, everybody wanted to do well. Everyone had an incredible work ethic. So, literally, yeah. I didn't have to say something once. And people would remember, and they'd they'd actually remind me when I forget when I forgot. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like I couldn't do the same thing with any other team. Like it was this team in particular where we could pull off something like that because everybody just had an amazing attitude going into it. Yeah. So you you know you developed a really nice team culture and uh, were able to move forward with it, which. Uh, which is something, you know, we can do a whole other podcast on, you know, like managing a team that's like a lot of distance dancers. And uh, and then you, I guess we could talk days and days on how to develop good team culture, you know. That's just, but I guess, you know, you guys, what, like you had, a, you had a unique vision and you guys all shared it. And I don't know, to an extent, did you guys feel like you had something to prove? Like, I feel like it's kind of like a lot of pressure to be like, you're coming out with a team of non-Basy dancers. Um and obviously, you guys are all, like, you all are known to be very good dancers on each of your individual teams. But, like, I'm sure you had a little of an extra kind of thing. Like, if we're doing this, we want to be really good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how everyone else felt. But for me, my personal goal was, um, so, like, when I first started with DRP, I remember walking up to tryouts and just seeing a sea of brown people. And, like, I almost walked away because <laughs> I got really freaked out and really scared. 
I really hope that anybody who watches DBR's performance can see that anybody can do Bhangra. Like, anyone can go learn and work hard and do this, you know? Um, so in that sense, I did feel like we have to do well. For that purpose, like, I really want to make sure we had a good performance just so people could see that, you know, like, this is for everybody. And again, you know, it just boils down to, like, what, like, if you break Bhangra down into, like, what it actually is, like, in terms of just a pure performance value of it and taking out, like, the history and the stories behind it and all that, like, you know, it's like learning any skill. But, like, why would a, you know, why would a Desi person or more specifically a Punjabi person or more more specifically someone who's Jut or something where, you know, Bhangra kind of originated from that, you know, that, like, farm culture and stuff that we hear about, um, why would they really have an advantage in picking up a, a skill like that, you know? Because, I mean, I've danced with a, a ton of non-Desi dancers who were definitely always by far, like, some of the top dancers on the team. From my first experience entering into college when I joined on ECU Bhangra um, with a guy named Jose Hamilton, so... Jose sounds like a Hispanic name, but Jose was half black and half Korean. So he was this, you know, good old mix of all these different cultures. <laughs> and, uh, and he was a great dancer, you know, and he danced on ECU and he continued to dance after he graduated as well with KPGD and stuff. Um, and then of course we all know Jordan and I've, and I've known Jordan since he was a teenager and I've gone to dance with, uh, Alan Guan kicked ass with UNC and danced on Cape Judy as well and on mm. FCB as well. I, I got to share the stage with him on FCB too and uh, just so many of them out there, you know. And now we've got like people like you and Howie and all of DDR. Um, when do you see DDR competing next or is that a secret? Ooh, it's a secret, but I know we're, where we're competing for the next year, I think. Oh, all right. So you guys have a plan. Yes, we do have a plan, and I'm really excited about it, but I can't share anything. (laughs) Yes, yes, all right, well. Yeah, we definitely are competing this upcoming year. Look out for us. Sweet, sweet. Well, cool. I think I'm about to hit another rough patch, so we should probably cut this off, but do you have any last thoughts? or things that you'd want to um, put out there. This has been fun, though. And uh, let me know when you're when you're down here in these parts. Will do, will do. All right, and you have a good day. Thank you, you too. Safe travels. All right, yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And with that, guys, we conclude another episode of the Bhangra Podcast, where we discuss all things Bhangra. The Bhangra Podcast needs you guys' help to grow, expand, reach more ears. So what we need you all to do is subscribe on your favorite player, whether it's YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, illegally downloaded MP3, SoundCloud, whatever it is. And the more reviews you leave us, the more feedback we get on those sites and on our Facebook page at the Bhangra Pod will help us tailor the show to what you guys want to hear about, what you want to discuss, what guests we should have on. And, like I said, make the podcast grow to be bigger, better, and the best it can be. So, I'm going to link to all those things in the show notes below. And hopefully, we can tune in and catch you guys soon.